Blog Talk Radio. Praise the Lord, praise the Lord, praise the Lord. Praise God from whom all blessings flow. And welcome to the Purpose Kingdom Network. Amen. This is our 1,977th broadcast, and we praise God for what he is yet doing and how he is yet moving in Kingdom Purpose Network. And I welcome you to Purpose Kingdom Network, and I am your host, Evangelist Cheryl Johnson, President and Founder of the Women in the Word Ministries, and this is In Search of the Truth, coming to you live from Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, in the United States of America, amen, and where you can tune in to us on www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash Purpose Kingdom, that's www.blogtalkradio.com blogtalkradio.com forward slash Purpose Kingdom, or you can dial us at 319-527-6091. That's 319-527-6091. Amen. And we welcome you. We welcome you. We welcome you. The Bible declares in Psalm 119, verse 160, Thy word is true from the beginning, and every one of thy judgments endureth forever. John 17:17 17, 17 says, Sanctify them through thy truth. Thy word is truth. And John 8:32 says, And ye shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. So if you're looking for freedom tonight, if you're looking for deliverance tonight, if you're looking for a word of encouragement tonight, you'll find it in the word of God in search of the truth, because God's word is truth. Uh, Let us pray. Gracious Heavenly Father, we thank you and praise you for your goodness and for your grace, for your loving kindness. It is better than life, Lord. We thank you because of who you are and what you're yet doing in the lives of your people. We thank you, Lord, because yet another day and another opportunity you've given us to give you praise, glory, and honor. Lord, you met us exactly where we are. You know where we are. You know where we've been, and you know where we're going. And, Lord, we just put our everything in your hand, for you told us, Lord, that we can cast our cares upon you because you care for us. Lord, I ask that you would hide me behind the cross, Lord, that they might not hear uh, me speak, but they would hear you speak and that they would see you uh, high and lifted up, Lord, and that you would give them uh, words of encouragement to move them on a little further, Lord, that the seed will be planted in the name of Jesus and it will bring forth fruit and much fruit, 30, 60, 100-fold, Lord. Just use me for your glory, Lord, as I uh, decrease and you increase. In the name of Jesus, I do pray much thanksgiving. Amen and glory to your name, O God. Come with me to the word of God this uh, evening, and we'll be looking at and learning from uh, a very familiar uh, passage in the Bible found in Daniel chapter 6. Daniel chapter 6. Um, And I'll be reading in the uh, King James Version, verses 1 to 10, skipping down, going to 16 to 23, Daniel chapter 6, beginning at verse 1, and there you'll find these words. It, word of God reads, it pleased Darius to set over the kingdom 120 princes 
which should be over the whole kingdom, and over these three presidents of whom Daniel was first, that the presidents might or the princes might give accounts unto them, and the king should have no damage. Then this Daniel was preferred above the presidents and the princes because an excellent spirit was in him, and the king thought to set him over the whole realm. Then the presidents and princes sought to find occasion against Daniel concerning the kingdom, but they could find no occasion nor fault for as much as he was faithful, neither was there any error or fault found in him. Then said these men, We shall not find any occasion against this Daniel, except we find it against him concerning the law of his God. Then these presidents and princes assembled themselves to the king and said thus unto the king, King Darius, live forever. All the presidents of the kingdom, the governors, the princes, and the counselors, and the captains have consulted together to establish a royal statute and to make a firm decree that whosoever shall ask a petition of any god or man for thirty days, save of thee, O king, he shall be cast into the den of lions. Now, O king, establish the decree and sign the writing that it be not changed according to the law of the Medes and the Persians, which altereth not. Wherefore, King Darius signed the writing and the decree. Now, when Daniel knew that the writing was signed, he went into his house, and his windows being opened in his chamber toward Jerusalem, he, nailed, he kneeled upon his knees three times a day and prayed and gave thanks before his God, as he did aforetime. And skip down to verse uh, 16. The king commanded that they brought Daniel and cast him into the den of lions. Now the king spake and said unto Daniel, Thy God whom thou servest continually, he will deliver thee. And a stone was brought and laid upon the mouth of the den, and the king sealed it with his own signet and with the signet of his lords, that the purpose might not be changed concerning Daniel. Then the king went to his palace and passed the night fasting. Neither were instruments of music brought before him, and his sleep went from him. Then the king arose early in the morning and went in haste into the den of lions, or unto the den of lions. And when he came to the den, he cried with a lamentable voice unto Daniel. And the king spake and said to Daniel, O Daniel, servant of the living God, is thy God whom thou servest continually able to deliver thee from the lions? Then said Daniel unto the king, O king, live forever. My God has sent his angels and have shut the lion's mouths, that they have not hurt me for as much as before him innocency was found in me. And also before thee, O king, I have done no hurt. Verse 23. Then was the king exceedingly glad for him and commanded that they should uh, take Daniel up out of the de- out of the den. So Daniel was taken up out of the den and no manner of hurt was found upon him because he believed in his God. 
the Word of God, for the people of God, to glorify God. If I was choosing a top, be learning to worship in the lion's den. Learning to worship in the lion's den. To get some clarity, to get some understanding, Daniel has been in captivity for a while, and now he is serving under a new king, uh, King Darius of the Medes. But because of Daniel's faithfulness to Jehovah God, amen, uh, the Lord or God showed him favor in the face of his enemies, in the face of his enemies. And that and that's that's something to be preached on right there. That's something to understand right there that God will make your enemies your footstools when you remain faithful to him. So here we find that Daniel, uh, according to the first few verses, has been elevated by King Darius, his captor, to rule over a hundred and twenty princes of the Medes kingdom. Look, it's right there. It pleased Darius, verse 1 says, to set over the kingdom of 120 princes, which should be over the whole kingdom, and over these three, and over these three presidents of whom Daniel was first, that the princes might give account unto them, and the king should have no damage. In other words, Darius sets over the kingdom 120 princes, but the people that are over him are three presidents, and the three presidents or governors, if you will, one of whom is Daniel, and Daniel is the chief governor. So now everybody has to report uh, to Daniel. And, and again, catch the essence of this thing. Daniel is not a Mede. Daniel is a captor. He has been taken into captivity, and he has served under a couple of, of kings that have captured him. Amen. And he has been taken and plucked up out of Jerusalem, right, and and actually put into slavery, if you will. But because of the favor, his faithfulness to God, God has shown him favor through King Nebuchadnezzar. That's right, right. And now unto King Darius, here is Daniel again being elevated. Uh-huh. And and verse 3 says, now, this Daniel was preferred above the presidents and princess because, here it is, an excellent spirit was in him, and the king thought to set him over the entire realm. Others will take notice of your relationship and your love for God when you are true and faithful to him. And Daniel, being a captive in a pagan land, found favor with King Darius. However, just got a note that this notoriety does not come without opposition. In other words, everybody is not going to like you. They're not. And it's not so much that they don't like you. They don't like the God that you're serving. And they don't like the service that you're giving that God. They don't like the uh, the obedience that, you, uh, that you're giving to, oblations that you're giving to this God. They don't like the praise. They don't like the worship. They don't like your God. And they don't like the fact that because you do serve a God like that, he has granted you favor in front of them. He has elevated you above them. So now they're really pretty hot. They're really pretty ticked off. They're really pretty jealous. Look at verse 4. 
Then the princess or the presidents and princes sought to find occasion against Daniel concerning the kingdom, but they could find no occasion nor fault for as much as he was faithful, neither was there any error or fault found in him. Look at that, look at that. Verse five. Then said these men We shall not find any occasion against this Daniel. We can't find anything wrong with him, except we'll find it against him concerning the law of his God. Verse 6 says, Then the presidents and the princes assembled themselves together to the king and said thus unto the king. Now let's stop there for a minute. Here it is. Trouble comes your way when you're doing the right thing. Daniel is doing the right thing. He is in his place as a captor, but he's been elevated. And so now the king has given him responsibilities, and he's carrying out that office, but he has not neglected his love for Jehovah God. And so he continues to serve God and continues to consult God for wisdom so that he might do what he has been called to do in this difficult situation. And now we have the presidents and the princes, 120 princes and two other presidents or governors, right? They are now assembling against uh, Daniel because they don't like that the king favors Daniel. And they said, now we can't find anything wrong with this Daniel. He's not, we can't find no dirt on this guy. He's not backstabbing. He's not double-crossing anybody. He's He's not out of place. The only thing that we could possibly get him on is the fact, here it is, is the fact that he continually serves his God and keeps his God's commandments. That's a good testimony. If that's the only thing they can get on you, that's a good testimony. If the only thing they can get on you is the fact that you love the Lord, is the fact that you pray, is the fact that you praise, is the fact that you worship, is the fact that you walk upright before him, that's a great testimony. That's a great testimony. And the word of God's going to say this, many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord will deliver you out of them all. And John 16:33 says, in this world you will have many, many, many tribulations, but be of good cheer, because Jesus said, I have overcome the world. Uh-huh. Trouble is designed to take your focus off of God. But do like Daniel will do or will will do in verse uh, 10, and I'll read that in a minute, and continue to be on the right path and continue to serve God continuously. Look, here it is from verses um, 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 7, 8, and 9. They conspire. It says that the presidents or the governors of the kingdom and the governors and the princes and the counselors and the captains – had consulted together, they got their little heads together to establish a royal statute and to make firm decree that, here it is, whosoever shall ask a petition of any god or man for 30 days except for the king, he should be cast into the lion's den. Now, here they are making this up, and after they get this whole thing together, this package together, they take it to the king to get the king to agree with it. And what I found uh, very interesting is the king agrees to it. 
The king agrees to it, not realizing who it's going to affect, but the fact that it puts him as the number one person to consult. It's if, if anybody consults any god or any man except the king, he or she shall be punished or put to death by being thrown into the lion's den. That's what it says in verse 7. And now they say, Now, O king, establish the decree, agree, agree with it, and sign the writing, that it be not changed according to the law of the Medes and Persians, which will not alter it. So therefore, if the king signs it and puts his signet on that particular um, writing, it becomes law, and they can't go back on it. They can't make an amendment. They can't abolish it. It is good, is there to stand forever and ever. That's what it is, verse, verse 9. Wherefore, King Darius, he signed the writing and the decree. Now, I said all that to say this. It didn't matter to Daniel what they did. And I'm speaking to someone today. Because we talk about learning how to worship in the, in the lion's den. He's on his way, right? But here it is. He does not take a detour. He does not compromise. He does not uh, go undercover. Um, he still continues to be faithful to God. What am I saying to someone today? Things are happening in your life that aren't fair. Opposition has uh, risen its ugly head and, and starting to oppress you. But hold on to God's unchanging hand. Don't give up and don't give in. Look at verse 10 of Daniel chapter 6. Now when Daniel knew that the writing was signed. See, he heard the buzz. He heard they were going that they were conspiring against him. They whispered, conspired, they told their lies, but God was still favoring him. And Daniel heard all this stuff, all right, but it didn't faze him. But the Bible says, and when he knew that the writing was signed, in other words, the king agreed to this particular thing, signed off, signed, sealed, delivered it, right? Here's what Daniel does. Verse 10 says, he went into his house, and his windows being open in the chamber toward Jerusalem, he kneeled upon his knees three times a day and prayed and gave thanks before his God as he did before time. In other words, he didn't change his routine just because the circumstances around him changed. He didn't change his ambiance unto God and oblations and praise and worship to God just because things got tight. See, I, I hear you say, but, but it seems like the more you pray, the more trouble intensifies. And that's true, but God is in control, and he is preparing you so you can learn how to worship even in the lion's den. Why? Because it's easy to pray and to praise when everything is going well. But what about when you are in the lion's den? Can you truly say like David, I will bless the Lord at all times and his praise shall continually be in my mouth even when you are in the lion's den? Can you do that? Well, here's, here is, here's Daniel. Daniel said, I'm not going to run into my house and hide and pray in secret. No, he threw the windows open, and he prayed openly in his house, not once, not twice, but three times a day, the Bible tells us, just like he always did. So it did not matter to Daniel, and it should not matter to you what's oppressing you and who has come up against you and who is, is, is uh, falsely accusing you of things or whatever. You 
you stay faithful to God, you still give God the praise because you know why? Because God is in control. This did not surprise God at all that this was going to happen. And God was preparing Daniel. Amen. Okay, look, look, let's go, let's go to verse 16. The king commanded and they brought Daniel and cast him into the den of lions. And the king spake and said unto Daniel, Thy God will, uh, uh, thy God whom thou serve continually, he will deliver you. Now that was prophetic of the king to say that. That was prophecy of the king to say that. The, the, the thing that the king had put in, that decree, that writing, he didn't think who it would actually affect. And it affect, it affected Daniel, his most prized uh, uh, leader, shall I say, at that time, the ruler over his kingdom. But he couldn't turn it around because according to the, to the law of the Medes and the Persians, once something is written and the king's signet is on it, and that's, it's a done deal, it's a wrap. Uh-huh. And so now the king has to follow through with throwing Daniel into the lion's den. Wait a minute, here it is, here it is. And this lion's den, and we're talking about hungry lions. We're talking about lions that haven't been fed in a while. And they are grumbling and growling, and they can't wait to get their next meal. What about you, friend? What about you? What lion's den are you currently in? What are you in? Are, 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 are you in, are in the lion's den of depression? Are you in the lion's den of despair? Are you in the lion's den of confusion? Are you in the lion's den of contention? Are you in the lion's den of sickness? What lion's den are, have you been thrown into? And here's a better question. But have you remained faithful to God? Have you? Because just like those lions are real, God is real. But here, 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 here's the caveat. God not only is real, but he's a way maker. He's a miracle worker. He's a deliverer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, he will deliver you. He will deliver you. Uh-huh. The Lord is your fortress and your strength, a present help in the time of trouble. And, and here's it. Now, I want you to notice something here. That, let's, let's read, let's read, let's read, let's read. It says that the king, uh, they threw him in the lion's den, in verse 16. Verse 17 says, and a stone was brought and laid upon the mouth of the den, and the king sealed it with his own signet and with the signet of his lords, that the purpose might not be changed concerning Daniel. Do you see that? Yeah, 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 yeah. So he had to do what he had to do, but here's Daniel. In the midst of the lion, but what I noticed was that Daniel was not focusing on the lions. What am I saying to you? Friend, you can't focus on the trouble. You can't focus on the dilemma. You can't focus on the circumstance. You can't focus on the situation. You have to focus on God. Why? Because God is bigger than your situation, bigger than your problem, bigger than your circumstance, bigger than what is going on around you. God is bigger uh-huh yeah and you have to you have to believe this. this is learning how to worship in the midst of the problem in the midst of the lions and we know that daniel is successful in doing that but here it is while daniel is in the lion's den 
God is working on the king. How do you know? Look, 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 look at verse 9, 19, 19. Then the king arose. Well, no, first, I'm sorry, verse 18. Look at verse 18. Then the king went to his palace and passed the night fasting. He couldn't even eat. He couldn't even, he couldn't even get himself together. Right? Here it is. Fasting, it says, neither were music, instruments of music brought before him. He didn't want to hear no music. It wasn't no jolly time for him. And the Bible says, and his sleep went from him. He couldn't even sleep. He was pacing the floor, back and forth, forth and back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, because he knew that God was working on him. God was working on him. And how about this? How you handle your trouble while you're in the middle of it can affect those that are watching you because they're watching to see if this God that you're always talking about, that you're always praying to, that you're always praising, that you're always touting, will this God deliver you out of whatever? Will he heal you? Will he deliver you? Will he set you free? Will he cover you? Will he protect you? Will he lead you? Will he guide you? Will this God do what you said he can do? That's what the, that's what the onlookers are thinking while you're in the middle of your dilemma. And in, and in, our, and in our event here, that this recording in Daniel, that's what's happening with the king. The king can't sleep. The king can't eat. The king don't have no peace at all until he, real, until he can see for himself what Daniel's God can do. Here it is. So when you're learning to worship in the lion's den, the first thing is required that you don't focus on the situation. You begin to focus on God. Well, how do you do that? Well, you focus on God not only by praying but declaring his word. God, you said that you would deliver me. You said no weapon formed against me shall prosper and all tongues that rise up against me shall fail. God, you said, weapons of our warfare are not carnal but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. God, you said that you would fight my battles if I would just be still. You would fight my battles. You said that there was nothing too hard. Declare God's word over your situation. And you know what that does? That helps you not to focus on the situation but to focus on God. So you're focusing on God. You're declaring God's word over the I'm just trying to help, help trying to help you learn how to worship in the lion's den and what it requires. Focusing on God and declaring God's word. And how about this? The third thing is praying for the victory over the situation before it even happens. Yeah, the word of God says, call those things that are not as though they already are, Romans four seventeen. That's a wonderful scripture to put down in your spirit. Here it is, because the power of life and death is in the power of the tongue. So you're going to speak over that situation, and you're going to speak deliverance, and you're going to Speak healing, and you're going to speak whatever is necessary, whatever victory is necessary over that situation, over that circumstance, over that problem. This is worshiping while you're in the lion's den. You're not going to wait till the battle is over. You're going to start shouting now in the middle of the lion's den. And I'm telling you that it works. And how do I know? I can believe that Daniel began to worship in the lion's den. I can hear him now saying, thank you, Lord, for the trouble because you're about to show. 
show up and show off. I thank you, Lord, that you are with me even in the lion's den. I thank you, Lord, for being in control of all of these lions. And when you worship like that, God will shut the mouths of the lion. How do you know? Let's look at verse 20. Here we go. Here it is. Verse 20. Uh, After the king arose early in the morning, he went in haste to the den of the lions. And when he came to the den, here it is, he cried with a lamentable voice. That means he troubled voice. He was crying, basically, to Daniel. And the king spoke and said, O Daniel, servant of the living God, Mm, servant of the living God. We serve a living God. The living God is thy God, whom thou serve continually, able to deliver thee from the lions. The king runs with haste to the lion's den. Because normally, hungry lions, you know, these guys, whoever they throw in there, they're done within about an hour or so. All you hear is crackling of bones and, you know, all that kind of stuff. That's it. Daniel's in there overnight, but he's learning to, he had learned to worship in the lion's den by focusing on God, declaring the word of God, and praying victory over the situation. And here the king shows up in the morning, and he says, O Daniel, servant of the living God, is thy God whom thou servest continually able to deliver thee out of uh, from the lions? In verse 21, I love it. Then says Daniel unto the king, O king, live forever. Verse 22. My God has sent his angels and have shut the lion's mouths that they have not hurt me. For as much as before him innocency was found in me and also before thee, O king, I have done no hurt. Translation. God shut the mouths of the lions because God is showing you that I'm innocent of anything that I've been accused of. I'm faithful to my God and there's no hurt, no harm upon me. Oh, that's good news. That's good news. That's good news. God will shut the mouths of the lions when you focus on him, when you declare his word and when you begin to pray victory over the situation. Mm-mm-mm. I love that. I love that. I love that. And here, 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 let me help you out. Let me help you out a little bit. Here it is. Here it is. The key is that Daniel is a prayer warrior. You need to be a prayer warrior. And here it is. He prayed in season and out of season. When all was well and when all was hell, he was, he was, he was praying. Mm-hmm. He's been in captivity a long time. He prayed continuously, regardless of who the ruler was, Daniel did what he was supposed to do. And here it is, because he did that, somebody need to listen to this today, he was prepared for the lion's den because he was covered in prayer. What am I saying? We need to have a prayer life like Daniel before there are lions out there that are sinking to devour you. You need to be prayed up, right? That does not mean that trouble's not going to come your way. It's going to come your way. But you're going to be so used to praying, you're going to be so covered in prayer that when you get in the midst of that, and I'm not going to say that you won't feel the pressure or the heat. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is you're going to learn contentment in that because you've been conversing with the God who's over control of all of that. 
Amen. That's good news, right? So you need to, you got to make prayer your lifestyle. So when trouble comes your way, and it will, you will be on autopilot. You won't be stumbling and bumbling trying to figure out what to say and how to say it and all that. No, it's going to just flow. And you'll be able to worship even in the lion's den. But I'm not through. I'm a, I don't want you to miss this last point. I don't want you to miss this last point. Look at verse 23. Then was the king exceedingly glad for him and commanded that they should take Daniel up out of the den. So Daniel was taken up out of the den and no manner of hurt was found upon him. And here's the key underlined in your Bible. Why? Because he, Daniel, believed in his God. Do you see that? Do you see that? Mm -hmm. Learning to worship in the lion's den means that you believe God. You believe that God can do anything but fail. You believe that God can deliver you from this circumstance. You believe no matter how sick you are or even when the doctors say to you, we don't know what this is. We haven't seen this before. We're just going to treat the uh, symptom, symptoms because we don't know how this comes about. So we got to be uh, reactive. We, we don't know what to really do, but we see, some, we see the symptoms, so we're going to try to treat that and hope that that will work. And I'm a witness to that uh, because I've had a sickness for some time in my eyes, and the doctors could not tell me what this was. And the Lord spoke to me and said, do you believe I can heal you even if they can't name what this is? And I say, yes, Lord. And so I have been in the lion's den, and I learned how to worship. I've learned to declare the word of God. I've learned to focus on not my eye condition, but on the God who made the body, who can certainly mend the body. And I began to praise God for the victory. And I'm telling you, the Lord has restored sight to my left eye. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Glory to God. And it's about learning how to worship in the lion's den, continually prayer and continually asking God, continue to declare his word, continue to pray for the victory. And here it is, like verse 23 said, and believe that God can do what he says he can do. God is not a man that he should lie, nor the son of man that he should repent. Had he not say it, and will he not do it? He will do it. And he'll do it if he did it for me, and he will do it for you too. His word will not return unto him void, but it will accomplish what he has sended out to do. I believe God. And that's what Daniel said. He said, and the Bible declares, he gets lifted up out of the lion's den, no hurt, no harm, no danger to him at all, because he believed in God. So you need to believe in God, believe in his word, that's what we're talking about now, believe his power, and believe that he has power to deliver, that he has power to heal, that he has power to set free. We're just talking about learning how to worship 
in the lion's den, in the midst of the storm, in the middle of the problem, when the lions are facing you, the lions of ridicule, the lions of oppression, the lions of sickness, the lions of, of whatever, despair, the lions of, of false speaking, uh, you know, been accused of stuff, a whole bunch of stuff going on in your life. When those lions start to roaring, God is bigger, bigger, and he can shut the mouths of the lions. So saints and friends of the Most High God, listen, listen, listen. Learn how to worship. Give your glory and your praise to God, right? Don't wait till the battle's over. Shout now. Because in the end, you're going to win. God's going to bring you through. He's going to bring you through. And while you're in the lion's den, here it is, you worship in the lion's den. You give God glory. You give God praise. No matter what it looked like, no matter what, see, no matter what it looked like, right? No weapon, here it is, formed against you shall prosper. And all tongues that rise up against you, the Lord will condemn. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just give God praise. Just give God glory. Just just, just talk to him about that. Focus your attention on on the almighty God who can do anything but fail. Just talk about worshiping while you're in the lion's den. And then he's going to deliver you. And let me, let me, let me tell you something else. And while you're in this lion's den praising and worshiping God, you got an audience. Folk are going to, well, is going to watch to see if you believe all this stuff you've been talking about. And then when God delivers you in front of their very eyes, here it is. Now they're going to believe in your God as well, just like King Darius did. He said, did your God, can your God deliver? Matter of fact, he said beforehand, your God will deliver you. Now he has proof because Daniel came up out of that lion's den and nothing, nothing was wrong with Daniel in that. So I'm hoping that you get this, saints and friends of God, that you that you can, um, you know, that you can grasp on to learning to worship in the lion's den by focusing on God, by declaring his word, and by praying victory over the situation, by believing that God can do anything but fair, fail, believing in his word, believing in his to deliver, to heal, and to set free that is how you learn to worship in the lion's den. Amen, amen, amen. Now, I know I've said a lot, and I am sure that someone is going through even right now. But here it is. The key is, like Dan, you have to know the living God. You can get the comfort and the peace that you need in the midst of your lion's den if you know the Lord Jesus. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if you know the Lord Jesus. And you need him to help you out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's exactly what he is going to do. you got to call on him. Right. And And here it is. And he will deliver you. He will set you free. But you got to know him, and you got to know him for yourself. He loves you. He desires to have a relationship with you and to give you a life full of joy and purpose. Why do you need him in your life, you're saying? Well, because you have a past. You can't go back, but he can. The Bible says Jesus Christ, the same yesterday, today, and forever. 
He can walk into those places of sin and failure and wipe that slate clean and give you a new beginning. Why do you need him? Because you need a friend. Jesus knows the worst about you, and yet he believes the best for you because he sees you not as you are, but as you will be when he gets through with you. What a friend we have in Jesus. All our griefs and sins to bear. What a privilege to carry everything to God in prayer. Why do you need him? Because he holds the future. Who else can you trust? He hands uh, you uh, safety and security today, tomorrow, and for eternity. His word says, for I know the plans I have for you, plans of good and not of evil to give you a hope and a future. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Lord Jesus. And we praise the Lord. So if, if you'd like to begin a personal relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ today, you can pray this prayer with me, Lord Jesus I invite you into my life. I believe you died for me and that your blood paid the price for my sins and provided me with the gift of eternal life. By faith, I receive that gift, and I acknowledge you as my Lord and Savior. Amen, and to God be the glory. And if you prayed that prayer and you believed it in your heart, amen, You are saved. That's what the Bible said. And I say to you, welcome to the family of God. And today begins the first day of the rest of your life as a new creature in Christ. For if any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. The old have passed away, and behold, all things have become new. Now, in order to live this life more abundantly, you're going to need to hook up, seek out, connect with, join a Bible-believing, Bible-teaching church. If you need a Bible, I'm sure Brother Rod can get you one because uh, you want to grow in the grace and in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, and you want to learn about the many promises that God has for you in his word. Amen? Amen. And one of the things is you can always come to God in prayer. He knows where you are. He knows where you've been, and he knows where you're going. And he inclines his ear unto you, and he will answer you. He's a prayer-answering God. So that when you're faced with troubles, when you're faced with dilemmas, when you're in the lion's den, you can call on Jesus, and he will make sure that he delivers you out of whatever it happens to be because nothing is too hard for God. Amen? Amen. Over to Brother Rob for announcements that I know that you want to hear. Brother Rob? Yes, I am here. Thank you so much, Evangelist Cheryl, for tonight's episode, for tonight's uh, you know understand, better understanding of Daniel and uh, letting people know that be about your business like your father is, and no weapon against me shall formed against me shall prosper. Okay, so real quickly, this is the Product Purpose Kingdom Network. I'd like to thank each and every one of you for joining us for tonight's episode, no matter where in the world you are, whether you're listening to us online or listen to us via phone. We greatly appreciate your listenership and support for us here at Purpose Kingdom Network. We also thank those that share with their friends and family members, letting them know that Purpose Kingdom Network is on the air. Anytime we do a live broadcast, we're broadcasting live from www.blogtalkradio.com backslash Purpose Kingdom. 
And when we do a live show, we do have a call-in number, which is 319-527-6091. Anytime you press the number one, you can go ahead in, and we can let you talk to our host. All right. And uh, also, if you want to hear any of our past shows, you can also go back to that same website, www.blogtalkradio.com backslash Purpose Kingdom, and simply type in the host name or the show name, and you can hear that show in its entirety and at your convenience. Okay. Uh, also, if you want to correspond with us here at Purpose Kingdom Network, you can correspond with us at PurposeKingdomNet at gmail.com where you can send your comments, questions, concerns. You can simply say hello or send a praise report. And uh, also, if you're in need of a Bible, just leave your contact information, and we'll see about getting you a Bible. All right. Uh, also, if you want to listen to some music of inspiration and praise, you can go to pkn.com where you can hear 24 hours of music of inspiration. All right. And um, tomorrow evening, with God's own God's blessing, at the 8.30 p.m. hour, we're going to have self-expressions, and that's going to be hosted by uh, me, Brother Robert Pop Pop Hudson. So once again, with God's own God's blessing, we hope you join us tomorrow evening at the 8.30 p.m. hour for self-expressions, and that's going to be hosted by Brother Robert Pop Pop Hudson. Okay, with that being said, that's going to be the end of the announcements. We're going to turn the program back over to Evangelist Cheryl. And Evangelist Cheryl, excellent uh, show tonight. Amen. God bless you, my brother. God bless you. And thanks and friends of the Most High God, I just want to encourage you that you will, um, you just keep on living. If you haven't gone through anything yet, you just keep on living. But it's good to know that you have Jesus on your side, and it's good to know that you can give him praise, that you can give him worship. And it's good to know that he will never leave you or forsake you. It's good to know that when you're in the lion's den, God is right there with you. And what you need to do is not focus on the lions, but focus on God. Focus on God. Yeah, you focus on him by declaring his word. Declare his word. And then praying and praising victory over the situation before it even ends. Find to believe that God can do anything but fail. Believe his word. Believe his power. And his power to deliver. His power to heal. And his power to set free. Because nothing, nothing, nothing is too hard for our God. That's how you worship while in the lion's den. Don't wait till the battle's over. Shout now. Amen, amen, and amen. Amen. So now, until next time, let the word of God be a lamp unto your feet and a light unto your pathway. I am Evangelist Cheryl Johnson, and you have been listening to In Search of the Truth. I bid you peace and God's blessings in Jesus' name. Amen. Jesus led. He raised me, I will not lose. He saved me, I will not lose. Set me free, I will not lose. Step one to see me down, I will not lose. He saved me, I will not lose.